Today on Theory of Body, we're going to talk about sugar, why it's bad, what it did to me personally, the steps I took to give it up for good, and at the end, we'll have fun playing what I eat in a day in America and watch the sugar pile up. Food meets the technical definition of drug. Drug is defined as a medicine or other substance which has a physiological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced into the body. Sugar in particular produces dopamine and your body builds resistance to sugar, so you have to eat more of it to get the same effect. What does sugar do to the body? Besides the fact that it can create dental problems, sugar can also create or exasperate the following conditions. Heart disease, you're looking at increased blood pressure and an increased level of triglycerides. You're looking at atherosclerosis, which is arteries clogged with fats, acne, inflammation, inflammatory diseases, this would include asthma, obesity, and when you see an increase in inflammation and an increase in obesity, that can lead to an increased risk of cancer. Depression, skin aging, cellular aging, lower energy and more fatigue, fatty liver, kidney disease, gout, decreased memory function, and higher rates of dementia, and of course, an increase in type 2 diabetes. I'm not a doctor, but I'm willing to guess sugar is the root of a lot of our problems. 88 million American adults are pre-diabetic. That's more than one-third of our adult population. And as of 2018, of the 34.2 million Americans living with diabetes, 7.3 million of them were undiagnosed. We have a problem and it is going to be a war on a battlefield because sugar is hiding in places you probably won't suspect and it can literally create an addiction because it releases dopamine. Sugar was the one thing thwarting many of my efforts to become a better person. I struggled with wanting more patience and I had a hard time with heavy emotions. My mind would trick me into thinking that small problems were big. I would exercise diligently, but my success wouldn't go as far as I thought it would. Once I was off sugar, my patience increased tenfold. Heavy emotions became much easier to cope with and my number of big problems went way down because the small problems stayed small. I'm achieving the results I want with my workouts. I've said this several times, but it bears repeating. No more sugar or anything else that will significantly raise your blood sugar levels. I know it's hard. There might be withdrawals. I ate sugar since before my first birthday. Coming out of a sugar addiction was very hard. The first two months were difficult. After that, it got so much easier, and the end result is sweet, sweet freedom. It's sweeter than sugar. The other good news is that your taste for sweets might change. I actually find raisins sweet now, whereas before I didn't, I didn't like them unless they were disguised in something else. So if you hang in there, you might find other foods in the near future that can satisfy a sweet tooth without hurting you. Experts say we should have at maximum six teaspoons of sugar a day. And children, those little people who entrust adults to give them high quality fuel for growing bodies, they should have five teaspoons a day of sugar at most. And less is even better for all of us. Now, if you've ever looked on a food label, you've probably noticed. We're told in grams how much sugar a product contains. We're not told in teaspoons. So here's the equation. Four grams of sugar is one teaspoon. 
Here's how I kicked my sugar addiction and how I keep myself off of it for good. Check your labels. Four grams is one teaspoon, so watch it add up. Many people ingest more sugar than they realize. The sneakiest offenders aren't the candy bars and ice cream. It could be in your bread, ketchup, and barbecue sauce. So here are some offenders to watch out for when you're reading labels. Brown sugar, dextrose, corn sweeteners, fructose, high fructose corn syrup, glucose corn syrup, honey, invert sugar, maltose, lactose, malt syrup, molasses, sugar, sucrose, maple syrup, and agave. Don't buy it at the store. Now that you know where the sugar is coming from, don't buy it. You can't eat it if it's not there. I find it much easier to resist junk food if I leave it at the store. If it finds its way into our home, I am much more vulnerable. Stock up on dates. Dates were my saving grace when I was going through withdrawal. Melt a little coconut oil over low heat, stir in just a little bit of cocoa powder, add in some dates, and toss it to coat. Add shredded coconut and toss to coat some more. Then you can transfer it to a dish, throw it in the freezer, wait a few hours, and they're ready to eat. You can also add some bananas and some cashew or almond milk to a blender, add some dates, cocoa powder, vanilla extract, and some ice cubes. Mix into a chocolate smoothie. You can add peppermint leaves if you want a chocolate peppermint flavor. As long as you're enjoying the whole date, the fiber helps to regulate blood sugar levels. Drink lots of water or plain tea. I drink tons of unsweetened green tea when I was going through withdrawal. Not only did it keep me hydrated, but the bitterness of green tea counteracted my sweet tooth. Plan fun stuff to do to distract yourself. Watch movies you enjoy, read books, have family game nights. It also helps to find something positive to replace sugar. I'm a firm believer that just taking away something negative or harmful isn't enough. We have to replace it with something positive or helpful. Otherwise, we'll have this hole in our heart that we might subconsciously fill with something else that might hurt us. Ideas for positive replacements for sugar. Exercise. Exercise produces dopamine. So my theory on this is that if you're getting dopamine from a healthy source like working out, you decrease your body's desire to find it in sugar and you're working toward better health. Learn a new skill, preferably one that keeps your mind and your hands busy, such as crafting, woodworking, mechanics, or gardening. Play outside and reconnect with nature. Maybe you can go camping or fishing or play with your kids or take your dog to the park, go bird watching, sit outside and listen to the sounds of life. Now let's do what I eat in a day for an average American. So for breakfast, maybe you have half a cup of oatmeal with half a serving of maple syrup and eight ounces of orange juice. So the oatmeal, half a cup of oatmeal is one gram of sugar. Half a serving of maple syrup is two tablespoons. This is half a serving, 26 and a half grams of sugar. We'll round this down to six and a half teaspoons of sugar. Eight fluid ounces of orange juice five and a half teaspoons of sugar. Your subtotal for breakfast, 12 and a quarter teaspoons of sugar. Now for a snack, maybe you have one six ounce cup of Yoplait yogurt. That is six and a half teaspoons of sugar. For lunch, you have fruit snacks and a chicken wrap. So one package of Mott's fruit snacks is two and a quarter teaspoons of sugar. 
The wrap is a quarter teaspoon of sugar and two tablespoons of Italian dressing on that wrap would be half a teaspoon of sugar. So your subtotal for lunch is three teaspoons of sugar. For dinner, you have a burger with barbecue sauce, some french fries with ketchup, and tea with honey. Well, the tablespoon of ketchup that you have with your fries, that's a teaspoon of sugar. The burger that you have with two tablespoons of barbecue sauce, that's one teaspoon of sugar. One bun is one teaspoon of sugar. And then let's say you have a cup of tea with a tablespoon of honey. There's an extra four and a quarter teaspoons of sugar. So your subtotal for dinner is seven and a quarter teaspoons of sugar. Your grand total for the day, 29 teaspoons of sugar. But wait, let's be honest. A lot of people also drink a soda or an energy drink once a day. So if you have one can of Pepsi, that is an additional 10 and a quarter teaspoons of sugar. So your grand total for the day, if you had a can of Pepsi on top of all the other things that you ate and drank, 39 and a quarter teaspoons of sugar. But maybe you don't drink Pepsi. Maybe you drink Monster Energy drinks. Well, one can of Monster Energy drinks is 13 and a half teaspoons of sugar. So if you ate and drank everything else, but you didn't have the Pepsi and you did drink the Monster Energy drink, your new grand total is 42 and a half teaspoons of sugar for the day. That is almost an entire cup of sugar every day. There are 48 teaspoons in a cup. So if you ate all of that in the day, but let's say you didn't have the soda and you didn't have the energy drink, you're still ingesting half a cup of sugar plus an extra five teaspoons of sugar. That's crazy. Now, don't rush out and buy sugar-free either. Artificial sweeteners are bad for you, perhaps even worse than sugar. They change your metabolism, which can negatively alter your cravings and food intake and cause weight gain. If ditching sugar without replacing it with artificial sweeteners seems like a brick wall to you, you're not alone. Eventually, fruits alone will taste sweet enough to satisfy your sweet tooth. If you want, have a friend or a relative to do this with you, an accountability partner of sorts. You can do it. The biggest help will be don't buy it at the store. Check the labels on everything before you put it in your cart. Sometimes sugar hides in places you least expect. And if it's not in your home, you can't eat it. And you won't have to worry as much about all those side effects we reviewed a few moments ago. So yes, involve your family and enlist their support if possible and protect them as well. If you feel that this content has earned your subscription, I'd be honored if you'd subscribe. I work hard to bring content that is relevant and engaging in others' lives. If there's anything that you would like me to cover in future episodes, please leave a comment or email me at theoryofbody at gmail.com. Now be your own advocate and crush it.